Vintage Broadcasting, an old-time production created and produced by your Master of Ceremonies, Frank Goss. Stay tuned to hear various updates from around the world and here in the United States. We will be considering a variety of topics from history, sports, religion, and American politics. The conversations will be free-flowing and filled with Christian conservative views relating to all topics discussed. If you wish to participate, feel free to comment in the broadcast subject line and voice your opinion. Please keep your language controlled and civil as foul language will not be tolerated in any instance, but instead will be deleted immediately. We will not shy away from difficult topics and do not adhere to the socialist communist agenda in any way. We are Americans from the good old days. When men were men and ladies were respected, God was feared and children obeyed. We still believe in truth, justice, and the American way. Again, if you have a topic that you wish to discuss, let us know and we will do our best to address those issues. Thank you, and we appreciate your participation in this broadcast. Episode 13, The War That Exists and People of Influence. The world is constantly at war. These wars are visible only in nations where you find people residing. All other territories are at peace. People bring conflict wherever they go. Why? Why is this? For the thinking man, this requires an answer that is legitimate, cogent, and viable. An explanation must be given that satisfies both the intellectual and spiritual side of the mind. These things cannot be glossed over and ignored. Why are there constantly wars and rumors of wars? Jesus Christ himself told us that we will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. He told us not to be terrified nor to be frightened, that these things must be. Yes, we hear rumblings on the horizon. We hear the roar of hoofs on the trail. Change is coming. And we ask, why? Why the battles? Why the conflict and controversy that is constant? Why the combat, strife, and war? James, the brother of Jesus, gives us a very succinct answer. You find yourselves at war and in constant controversy because your desires are at war within you. Your desires are not being met by those around you by your job, your church, your friends, family, community, or government. So, you fight. And the more you can get to fight with you, the better you feel your chances of winning become. Let's say you win. Your political views triumph. You lift your hands in the air as a boxer who has vanquished his enemy. The guy that fought with you has a grievance, though. He now sees you as a challenge to himself. Why? Because he has personal desires that are not being met with the goals and the designs which you have established. Hence, you are now challenging to him, and alas, arguments ensue, and he brings his army against your army, and a war breaks out. You can call this a societal problem. Ultimately, it is truly an ideological problem. You have the idea that you are all that matters, your ideas are all important, and your desires are those that everybody must agree with. If and when this happens, then peace will rule. 
The problem is that this will never happen. And the only peace a man can truly imagine, with a sigh, is found in death. Who can disturb a dead man? While we are discussing these topics regarding the national shift in our country, which is real and occurring as you hear this broadcast, we must not lose sight of the goal which we are seeking. Vintage Broadcasting is a Christian broadcast, and our goal is to exalt Jesus Christ and point women and men to Him. Christ alone is our peace, and it is He that has torn down the middle wall of partition. He has removed the barriers that separate us as a people from God and from one another. We will not find consolation in any system of man. We are living in a fallen world governed by fallen men who promote fallen ideas that, for the most part, do not provide answers for the ills of society and for the isolation of man. Christ does. Christ has come to remove the selfish heart and to place within us new desires. He has no desire to rule over us with the force of a sword or beat us with religion, but to guide us as the friend of sinners. He has guidelines established that are clear, static, and provided for any and all who know him. There's no ambiguity and no misunderstanding as to who is in charge. Things we can know are this. God is love. He does not change. He has compassion on the state of men. He knows your needs personally and your isolation, loneliness, and heartbreak. He knows your fears and your doubts. God is good, patient, and kind. His promises made are promises kept, and we have a cloud of witnesses that bear this out. He has provided us with a family of fellow believers who both know and love him, and he has promised to keep you and me. We have a true father now and a real brother. Jesus is our brother now, and God is all our own. We must keep these truths before us as we consider these bits and pieces of history. Men are men, and at the core, Men are selfish, and many men are evil. We stand in this world only because of the love of God. He upholds us, strengthens us, and encourages us. Christ alone is our answer, and we must never lose sight of that. As we continue our consideration of the names we should recognize, we've already considered John Dewey and his pursuit of the minds of our children, as well as Herbert Marcuse of the Frankfurt School and his ideas regarding critical theory. These organizations believe that you must penetrate the culture, take it over, and the rest will follow. They intend to use any form of degradation they can in order to destroy the culture. Their purpose was to stand the entire culture of the Western world on its head. They employed John Dewey as the initial head of operations with the goal of going after education and media. Also, within their agenda was their teaching of human sexuality to children, as well as homosexuality, within the public school, with an aim of assisting in the destruction of religion and morality in the United States. It was the teaching and philosophy of the Frankfurt School that started social rot in American society. Willie Munzenberg, who was considered Moscow's secret propaganda czar in the West, a committed communist and true conman, changed the course of European history as one of the most influential communist operatives in Europe between the world wars. It was this man who said, we are going to make the West so corrupt, it stinks. Don Federer, a noted journalist, pointed directly to the White House as it was being run by Barack Obama and commented, now you understand the source of the odor that emanates from the White House. Barack, 
was a student and admirer of Willie Muzzenberg and a close follower of Antonio Gramsci, as well as Saul Alinsky. Antonio Gramsci, many will point to him and proudly say, now here was a man who stood against fascism. Indeed, he did. In Europe, during the 20s, this was not the thing to do. Gramsci, you see, was the father of the Italian Socialist Party, publishing ideas contrary to the ideas of fascism. Marxism and communism was his goal. He was a political activist and a journalist who held some of the most corrupt ideas expressed regarding the destruction of decent society. He was arrested, and the courts said they needed to silence his mind for 20 years. He was a dedicated Marxist and fully committed to communism. His influence upon the Western society has been phenomenal. Phenomenal in that his writings have not been widespread until the early 1970s. Since then, he has changed the world in the West as we've known it. Gramsci was incarcerated in 1926 for his radical Marxist activism in fascist Italy. So, and while the judge said he needed to silence his mind and sent him to prison for 20 years, his mind was not silenced. They were unable to silence him as he wrote incessantly, producing thousands of pages of notes. His works were smuggled out of the prison and in due course were published in book form called The Prison Notes of Antonio Gramsci. These writings were held by the professors at the Frankfurt School and were, of course, written in Italian. Eventually, they were translated into English in 1970 at Notre Dame by a group of translators led by a man named Joseph Buttigieg, a noted Marxist and devoted follower of Antonio Gramsci and a highly respected professor of literature at Notre Dame University in South Bend, Indiana. He was also the founder of the International Gramsci Society. His son, Pete Buttigieg, champions the ideas of Gramsci, wishes to abolish the Electoral College, restructure the Supreme Court, and desires Medicaid for all. While these were his aspirations throughout his youth, when Mayor Pete, the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, realized he had to raise money for his presidential bid, he set these principles aside in order to gain the support of several billionaire donors. In order to find an appeal, he presented himself as a centrist in the political conversation. But the core values remain true to Gramsci and to his father, Joseph Buttigieg. Pete is a dyed-in-the-wool cultural Marxist who embraces communistic ideology and now serves as the transportation secretary in Joe Biden's administration. It would be difficult to deny that communism is finding a very comfortable seat in the White House in Washington, D.C. It was Gramsci who said, socialism is precisely the religion that must overwhelm Christianity. In the new order, socialism will triumph by first capturing the culture culture via infiltration of schools, universities, churches, and the media by transforming the consciousness of society. These are names that are typically cast about in college campuses and in intellectual circles and rarely heard outside of these particular environments. If you ask most people who Antonio Gramsci was, they would say he played ball for the Yankees, or perhaps he was a noted singer. Few realize the impact this man is having on American society and societies throughout the world. If ever there was a truly radical Marxist bent on the absolute destruction of every decent value established in Western culture, Antonio Gramsci was the man. Most of the ideas, both practiced and promoted by the Democrats in the United States of America, are directly tied to the cultural Marxism designed by Gramsci. Destroy the family, 
and destroy the church. These were all aims of the Gramsci method of destruction. The aim was to destroy the culture, make it so corrupt that it would become intolerable. His ideas were followed and practiced by Barack Obama and are presently being pushed hard into every American household by nearly every media outlet on television and radio. In the November 3rd election of 2020, Trump's landslide turned into a Biden mudslide. Cultural Marxism is becoming the rule of the day. We now have an entire turnover within our government. The cultural Marxism of Barack Obama and many of the key members of his former administration have returned to power. Many are worried about the economy, and well should they be. By design, we will see a tremendous decline in the value of the American dollar. The creation of an overwhelming debt load which will bring a tsunami of inflation. A weak economy destroys jobs and crumbles the morale of the people. It also weakens the military. However, economies can recover. We recovered after World War I and II and overcame what appeared to be a crippling depression in the 30s and 40s. Even after the debacle of Jimmy Carter's economy, with some financial adjustments and removal of overbearing regulations, we saw things bounce back under Ronald Reagan, and the nation enjoyed the longest economic recovery in the history of our nation. Also, under Donald J. Trump, we saw the strongest economy ever seen in the United States after Barack Obama almost drove us to insolvency. Economies can come back. Cultures cannot. These ideas of socialism and communism and Marxism and so many other isms are designed with the absolute destruction of the American ideas of liberty, freedom, and free market. They want to destroy our culture. Read the Jacobian magazine. It is printed, and you can get a subscription just by filling out a form. No longer are the socialists bashful and shy. They have the temerity to preach their religion in our universities and schools. The Jacobian magazine is filled with socialist concepts and designs, and they are letting people know exactly where the nation is heading. These things we are suggesting and mentioning within this presentation are true. They are not fabrications or hyperbolic expressions of events. Cultural hegemony, identity politics, drawing sides and divisions, these are the wars that we're speaking of, and they are presently weapons which are being used to wage this war. It is a battle for the minds of our nation, the people, the youth, and the soul of America. The tremendous impact these ideas will have will most definitely affect the church and the way we see Christianity. And this is the design. Overall, this is where our prayers play a major part. Gramsci has established this particular model while sitting in a jail cell back in the 1920s. What can a convicted criminal do in a jail cell? He can write, but who will listen? The question should be answered by fact and example. In 1924, Adolf Hitler was found guilty of treason and sentenced to five years in Landsberg prison. While there, he dictated Mein Kampf, mein Kampf was a blueprint for his agenda for the third reich and a clear exposition of the nightmare that enveloped europe from 1939 to 1945. today many politicians have embraced the ideas of antonio gramsci and are in full agreement the culture in america needs to be reset the ideas america was built on are obsolete gramsci's ideas are working Thus, we see the introduction of identity politics and the age of cancellation, silencing all dissenting voices. The aim of the Socialist Party is clearly defined. Corrupt the schools by teaching the students how excessive and greedy the American culture actually is. Teach the youth that there are good groups and bad groups. Bad groups are only interested in money and material gain. 
Most of the conservative, hypocritical people are arrogant Christians, Bible thumpers, who cling to their guns and the Constitution. They're mouth-breathing, backward-thinking, and uneducated for the most part. While screaming against hegemony, they are embracing the same in order to identify their enemies. And they are controlling the narrative. Install a new hegemony using cultural Marxism. Start with the ideas of white supremacy and racism. Employ every means possible. Look at the Frankfurt School. Look at Herbert Mancusa. Look at Antonio Gramsci and communism. Karl Marx. Use these things to get into the church, the schools, and industry. Create unrest and discontent. Reverse the roles of heroes. Strip our historical figures of the rightful honor and dignity that belongs to them. Show that they were racist, tyrannical ideologues bent on advancing capitalistic ideas of greed and personal gain. Focus on the destruction of the nuclear family. Destroy all normative principles of the family structure. Distort and confuse the biblical ideas of marriage by introducing homosexuality as a normal practice and promote homosexual marriage. Pervert the national considerations in these areas. Tear down traditional values in order to replace them with Marxist humanist ideas. Create easy divorce abilities. Promote promiscuity and watch illegitimate birth rates rise. This will lead to a call for government intervention, greater subsidies, and a greater dependence upon the government entitlement programs. Appeal to the emotions of the caring and concerned people. 95% of all decisions are emotionally based. As of 2018, 50% of Americans depend on the government funding for food, housing, medical costs, mortgage assistance programs, and the like. Gramsci, coupled with the Fabian Socialist Society and the Communist Party USA, have locked arms and joined in a cooperative effort to bring American society to its knees. The government can invade in a revolutionary manner, but this is not the design used by these principal ideologues in Marxism today. Fabianism emphasizes an evolutionary approach. Gramsci agrees. Again, we are back to the model of how to boil the frog. Thank you very much for listening to Vintage Broadcasting. We do hope that this was beneficial for you and hope that you come back soon. We appreciate you listening and would ask that you tell your friends and neighbors about our program. We thank you very much and look forward to having you with us again.